low, 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 low. What's going on, everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid, and I am so excited for this episode tonight. You guys, well, it's today. I'm recording this at nighttime. You guys, this was so good. It is a training recording from our team Zoom tonight, and it was just so good. I had to transfer it into a podcast. I just, oh, it was so good. There was not a dry eye on the Zoom, so I'm really, really excited for you guys to check this out, but basically, this is what you want to listen to. If you feel like you're doing all the things, you feel like you're putting in the action, you're putting in the work, and you're not seeing the same results as other people, this is going to be life-changing for you. So I'm really, really excited. Uh, First and foremost, we do not have a review of the day to read. However, I am still doing a giveaway when we get to 100 five-star reviews. So super, super excited about that. It'll be $100 cash money. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave a five-star review with a love note so that I can get you entered into the giveaway. And I'm super, super excited to give away another $100. So uh, make sure you get yourself entered into that giveaway. And then the fun fact of the day is um, I used to hate pink and gold. And I'm like saying that because I'm looking around my house and like my decorated, my color scheme is gold, white, rose, and navy. And I used to hate pink and gold. I used to be like all black, everything. I wanted everything dark. And then at some point, my design scheme just changed. And I love natural light and everything super light. And everything looks airy and flowy and plants. And I don't know. I love it. So uh, that is my fun fact of the day. And without further ado, I really just want to get into this this training because you guys you're going to have so many takeaways. So make sure that you screenshot this, share it with your team, share it into your Instagram stories and tag me at the real queen Sid. And I cannot wait to hear what y'all think. So without any further ado, let's go, go, go. So the first question that I want to ask you is, do you feel like you've been doing the actions, but not seeing the results? Like, are you literally doing the same things as other people, but you're not seeing the same results? And I want you to be honest with yourself, like honest with yourself. Are you actually doing the same things as the, as the people that you admire on this team are, or are you saying you're doing the same thing, the same, the things, right? Like this is kind of the honesty conversation of Brie talking about, are you doing the fluff? Are you actually doing the things that move the needle? Right. And if you are actually doing the things that move the needle and the things that other people are telling you to do, and you're like, I do that, I do that, I do that, I do that. Sometimes we do have coaching calls and yep, I'm already doing that. Yep, I'm already doing that. Yep, I'm already doing that. Well, there's only one thing that could be keeping you back then, that could be holding you back then. If you're doing exactly the same things as the high achievers, as you're doing, you're doing the exact same things as the people that are selling the amount that you want to be selling, there's only one thing holding you back and it's a lack of belief. And I want to talk about this more because I think belief is everything right? Like if you have a consistency issue, it stems from a lack of belief. If you have a fear of reaching out to prospects and recruits and new customers, it stems from a lack of belief, right? If you are a self-sabotager, hi, hello, who did this this month where we had that, first of all, we had the birthday cake protons that kicked off the month. And then we had a 27% off sale. And then within the first five days of the month, you're like, holy crap, I earned more than I do usually in four weeks. And you slowed down. I know I did. 
right? I saw my paycheck at the beginning of the month and I was like, holy crap, I used to earn that in a month when I was cleaning houses. And it was only five days in and I slowed down. I took my foot off the gas, right? That's self-sabotage. And it all stems from a lack of belief, right? Whether it's a lack of belief in yourself, whether it's a lack of belief in this team or whether it's a lack of belief in the product, right? All of it stems from a lack of belief. And so I say this because success is not just a matter of doing the things. It doesn't matter if you do all of the things, if you don't have the right feelings and intentions behind the words. I don't care if you believe in energy. I don't care if you woo woo like me, I believe in energy real hard. But like, if you don't, that's cool. People can still feel whether you believe or not. Whether it's subconscious to them, whether they realize that or not, they can feel whether you believe or not, right? So what, it's not what you're doing. It's who are you and what, it's who are you behind what you're doing, right? Like who is the person behind what you're doing and who do you believe you are? Because I know, I know all of you believe in the product. I know you do. And so I think for a lot of this team is a lack of belief in ourselves. It's a lack of belief in your leadership. It's a lack of belief in your sales skills. It's a lack of belief in your deservingness, right? It's a lack of belief in your worthiness, right? All of those things, it's a lack of belief. And so when you don't truly believe in what you're saying, the prospect can sense it, like I said, because belief is a magnet. When you believe, have y'all ever heard Jesse Lee preach the product? Preach the product. You know, I didn't even mean to use that word. I meant to say, um, what, would, what did I mean to say? Sell the product? That's not what I meant either, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? I said uh, preach came out because it is promote. Thank you. Uh, preach came out because it is like her preaching, right? Have you ever heard her do her spiel? She is preacherly up in here because she believes in herself and she believes in the product, right? It's that belief that is magnetizing. It's that belief of like, I know where I'm going. I know what this product does for people and you cannot tell me otherwise. There is a reason that we want to be around people like that. There is a reason that you are attracted to certain people. It's because they believe in their self, right? And so belief confidence is born out of belief. And so I think a lot of, especially I remember I did a post on Facebook, um, asking people what they, what they struggle with most, most in business. And they said confidence, it was confidence and consistency, which are both two belief issues. They're belief issues, right? Would you be excited to join someone that doesn't believe what they're saying and doing? Would you be excited to buy ketones from somebody that does not believe what they're saying? I mean, I guess ketones help me with like weight loss or something. Like, could you imagine if my pitch was like, yeah, I mean, got off drugs, really, really mean person, started drinking ketones. I guess it helped. It's also been four years since I used, so like that might be it. But like, I guess it helped. I feel better, I guess. You'd be like, okay, bye. I do not want to talk to you. <laughs> this product does not sound worth my money, right? Especially when you have products at a higher price point, which we do. Like, I won't deny that, right? We do, but it's worth it. But you have to have the belief. And so if you're constantly getting that uh, price point objection, I want you to check yourself and check your excitement level and check your belief and check your confidence when presenting the product. 
But I think that a lot of people think that you get confidence from success, right? You're like, oh, you look at, you look at Jesse Lee and you're like, oh, oh, she's confident because she's successful. It's the other way around. You get successful because you're confident, right? You're confident in the product, you're confident where you're going and you're confident in your capabilities. And so belief, confidence stems out of belief, right? So picture someone you respect in your business. In our, picture somebody you respect in the team, somebody you respect in uh, the, the company. Maybe it's somebody outside of our company or outside of our team. How are they showing up? Who are they? Right? I bet they ooze confidence and belief. I bet you're like, oh, wow, I wish I was as confident as them. Oh, wow, I wish I could show up like them. Why can't you? It's, and I've, I've talked about this with confidence before, but like confidence starts with just doing things that you're not sure about. Like, I don't know, let me give an example. I, it's just doing things that you're not sure about. Like the first time I went live, I was scared. I wasn't confident. I was like, and it was terrible. It was literally, oh God, it was the worst experience of my life, but it's fine. It's gone. It's like four years gone now. But my point is like, I wasn't confident when I did it, but I did it and I kept the promise to myself. And when that live was over, I felt really good about it. And I went live the next day and I went live the next day and I went live the next day. I went live the next day and I just pretended to be confident going live until I was actually confident doing it. There was so many times where I had to five, four, three, two, one, push that button. I was not ready. I was not prepared. I did not want to do it. At this point, I'm like, okay, can we go like, can we hurry up and start this live? Like, let's go. Come on. I'm come on. I'm I need to move on with my day. Right. And so you think that success, like I said, is born from, or you think that confidence is born from success, but success is born from confidence. Right. And so become intentional with who you are being. And this was a really cool takeaway from a champ zoom the other night is, um, uh, Brian said, where do you want to be in 10 years? And Angela Musco, I was actually with her at the time. Angela Musco like started crying and I was like, what is going on? What is happening? Why are you crying? And she literally was like, she was like 10 years ago, I never would have imagined that I am where I am. But now I have the growth, I have the vehicle and I have the, um, the ability to actually dictate and choose where I want to be in 10 years right? Like 10 years ago, you probably did not think you were going to be sitting on the zoom. You probably didn't, right? You did not think that some 26 year old was going to be screaming at you about belief, right? Like y'all, I, I see you guys laughing because I know, I know. Okay. You didn't expect this, but at this point you have the vehicle and you have the ability to choose where you want your next 10 years to go. But it starts with belief, right? It starts with belief. And so I want you to ask yourself, who are you? And not who you pretend to be. Not this mask that you put on social media, not this confident facade that you put on for other people, but like down in your soul, when you are alone in your thoughts, what do you say to yourself? For some of you guys, that hits deep. You're like, oh crap. I tell myself I'm a bad leader. Oh crap. I tell myself I'm never gonna make it right? You might have dreams when it is 
convenient in front of other people, right? When you're post, when you're writing this post on Facebook about how you're dreaming about this life that you're about to create, but in when you're alone in your own thoughts, do you actually believe it? Do you actually tell yourself that's going to happen? Right. And so this was super, I don't know if you guys noticed, I'll tell you guys a little personal story. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this shift in me. Um, but I was lacked a lot of belief in my leadership until, um, I got to train on Megan and Brie and James. I'm fidgeting because this is making me uncomfortable to share. Okay. Um, because when I got to train on Megan and Brie and Jamie Lynn zoom, and I got to show up and just show up and sh like, I don't know, just show like how much I've grown over the last year. And like that moment was so pivotal for me. Like I can tell you honestly, before that I showed up and said, oh, I'm a good leader. I showed up and said, oh, I'm doing everything I can. I showed up and said, you know, I'm a great salesperson, but what was I telling myself behind the scenes? I can tell you right now, before that Zoom, before that pivotal turning point for me, behind the scenes, I was saying, I'm not a good trainer. Nobody, I don't have value to offer. I'm not a good leader. When I was alone in my own thoughts, right? And so it was that shift of, this is kind of cool with belief. It was like, it was they believed in me long enough for me to kind of absorb that belief. Does that make sense? Like, that was a very pivotal moment for me. And I don't know if anybody has sensed that shift in me, if anybody's super energy sensitive, but like ever since then, I'm like, oh, I have so much value to offer the world. My trainings are amazing. I am smart. I am talented. And like, that is literally what I tell myself when I'm by myself. Like, I can tell you that, are, are there things that I still doubt? Hell yeah, of course, of course we're human, but it's that shift in belief. And I know you guys can feel it because our numbers on our Zoom have gone up since that Zoom. I know you guys can feel it because the activity in that chat has gone up. Whether you realize it or not, you guys feel it, right? Oh, yes, we're getting some yeses. Oh, I love it. Okay, so what do you tell yourself behind the scenes? Okay, what you believe affects how you feel. And so it's kind of like what I just said, but some of you don't take any action. So there's kind of like two things to this. Some of you don't take any action because you struggle too much with fear because of what you believe. So there are some of you on the Zoom that like literally don't do anything, not don't do anything, but you, you struggle with taking action because there's fear because of a lack of belief, right? Does that make sense? A lack of belief in yourself, a lack of belief in the product, lack of belief in the team, whatever your lack of belief is in. And then there's some of you that have negative feelings behind, behind the actions, but still do them. And then you produce negative results, right? So like your feelings and your beliefs are not positive. So your feelings aren't positive. So you're not producing positive results, which is why it feels like you're doing the actions and you're doing all the things and you're showing up and you're showing up and you're showing up and nothing's happening. Right? Because you don't have the belief. So you're doing it even though you don't want to, you're doing it out of spite almost, right? Like you're starting to resent your business. And I know, I know I've been there before, so I can tell you this is normal in, in business, but like you will start to resent your business because you're doing the things and not getting the results because you're not working on yourself and you're not working on your belief. Right. And so belief is just a story that you tell yourself. There's a red light story and there's a green light story. The red light story is negative. 
obviously. Green light story is positive. You get to choose what you tell yourself, right? You get to choose if this becomes a negative story or a positive story. I don't know if I trained you guys on this, but there's two types, like this is really, this was really cool to me was if you ask two entrepreneurs, right? You have two people that are exactly the same. They're in, they're entrepreneurs and they're, they're going live, right? Okay, we'll, we'll just say that. They're going live and you ask one of them, what do you love so much about going live? And they say, well, right before I hit the live button, my fingers tingle and I get super excited and my adrenaline starts rushing and it's just, it's euphoric and it's like, it's better than sex. It is so incredible that feeling, those adrenaline, those endorphins rushing, it feels so good. And then you ask the other person, why did you stop being an entrepreneur? Why did you stop going live? And they say, well, every time I go live, my fingertips would go numb and I would get super anxious and my adrenaline would start rushing and I would get super nervous and scared. And it was just so, it was terrible. It was horrible. And I would, I would just, it was so scary. If you notice, they describe the same physical things. Fear and excitement feel the same. They literally feel the same in your body. So what story are you telling yourself, right? One person was saying, this is so exciting. And the other person was saying, this is so scary. The red light story stopped them from moving forward because they didn't believe. It's the same physical, like you literally feel the same when you're scared as you do when you're excited. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed that, right? So you get to choose what you tell yourself. So can you start doing little things like that? Every time you go live, instead of saying, this is so scary, this is so scary, this is so exciting. Your body will start to believe it eventually. Your brain will be like, oh, yeah, this is what excitement feels like. Yeah, you're right, this does feel exciting, right? And so stories, most people create stories based on your past, your current results, the things you haven't done, the regret, your regrets or opportunities missed. We create stories based on past because that's what our brain can comprehend, right? But can you start creating stories based on your future? Does that make sense? Like, can you stop saying, oh, well, uh, it's, I think this is one of the biggest things that holds a lot of people back in this business is, oh, well, I don't have the results yet. Oh, I haven't made the money yet. So I can't recruit. I can't bring people in. I can't sell because I don't have the results yet. Well, it's because of a belief issue, right? It's because of the story you've told yourself. You're focusing on not having any results. You're gonna to continue to not have, any, not have any results, right? So based on the things you haven't, right? Like a lot of the stories, I know a lot of y'all can relate to this. A lot of the stories that we tell ourselves are I'm not worthy because of your past trauma, right? I literally have a tattooed on my arm, you guys. Like you are worthy, I need a constant reminder because of a story that I told myself from my past. Why does, if I forget all of my past, if I forget all of my trauma, and I literally only have today and the future, why am I not worthy? Right? That belief wouldn't even exist. It's based on my drug addiction. It's based on the way my dad treated me. It's based on the sexual abuse. It's all my past, right? So we create these stories around, our, around ourselves based on our past. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. I'm seeing head nodding. I like head nodding. All right. So 
This is going to affect both your belief in prospecting and recruiting and your belief in leadership and team building. So I'm going to do prospecting and recruiting first, and then y'all are all going to have huge teams. So listen up when I talk about the leadership part too. Okay. So it's affecting your belief is affecting your prospecting and recruiting because when you truly, when you don't truly believe or when you truly believe fear doesn't matter, right? When I truly believe in what this product and what this industry has done, done, when I truly believe, like, I truly believe that this industry is a better way because I've seen it. Even if you haven't seen it for yourself, you've seen it for other people, right? You've seen Jesse Lee's story, rags to riches. You've seen me pulled out, like literally clawed my way out of addiction. So even if you don't have the story yet, you've seen it. So borrow the belief from my story, borrow the belief from Jesse Lee's story. Just because you're not there yet doesn't mean you won't be. But when you, when you truly believe fear doesn't matter, right? And so prospecting becomes, I don't know what that note says. Oh, <laughs> that says chore. That looks like a line, not a C. Anyway, uh, prospecting becomes less of a chore and something you're called to do. Could you imagine if you believed so strongly in what this industry could do for other people, you could not stop sharing it? Like, oh my God, everybody needs to know about this. Everybody needs to know about ketones. I know a lot of you have stories of dramatic results from ketones. I know I do. Y'all would not want to meet me when I just got out of active addiction. I was not a nice person, not a nice person. Okay. I know that like my life would be so different. I probably would have gone back to using, okay. To be totally honest with you without ketones. And I know a lot of you guys have dramatic results as well. So can you use those results to, to fuel yourself? and get excited to get out of bed. The second your feet hit the floor, you should be excited to talk to people about ketones because you'd be really freaking selfish not to because you know that it's helped your fat loss. You know that it's helped your relationship with your kids. You know that it's helped your whatever, right? Like whatever reason you take ketones for. So isn't that so different than how some of you guys feel about prospecting right now? Some of you guys feel about, pro you're like, oh, I have to prospect, Ugh, dreaded. Ooh, I don't want to do it. Right. And by prospecting, I don't mean like cold messaging a bunch of people, but I mean like talking to people, you don't even want to talk to people and create the relationships because you don't want to get to the point where you have to sell to them because you don't have enough belief in yourself to sell to them. Right. Does that make sense? So like you're starting to dread building relationships with people. And so, uh, the next thing that'll happen when you start to believe in yourself is you'll stop ex expecting accepting those lame excuses people give you, right? Like some people give you like those lame excuses. Oh, I haven't had time to drink ketones. Oh, you haven't had time to put ketones in a water bottle and mix it up. How much water have you drank in the last couple of days? Because obviously you haven't had time. So you better be almost dead because you're so dehydrated. Like what? I didn't have time. I get it. Sometimes I forget, but it's because of my mental health is not good. Okay. But my point being like, you'll stop accepting, ex accepting lame excuses and you'll start to challenge people. And this is when I started to get better at closing was when people would give me the, that excuse of, you know, oh, I don't have time or I'm not sure or whatever, instead of saying, oh, okay, I'll check back in and say, tell me more about it. What do you mean you don't have time? What do you mean you don't have the money? Like, can you just, can you tell me more about that? Most of the time they're just feeding you an excuse because they don't believe in themselves enough to take the product. And they just need you to push them a little bit, right? 
And so belief is the difference between knowing where you're going and being that, I don't, I don't like this word, but like weak and apologetic, right? And I don't, I don't like that word. So I'm going to say afraid and apologetic, right? But how many of you guys are afraid that you're bothering people? Or when you send the video to somebody, you're like, they're like, oh, oh, uh, sorry, I didn't get a chance to watch the video. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know it's long. I know, I know you're busy. Like, I know uh, um, it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm sorry. I'm bothering you. You're not bothering people. You're changing lives. The hell? You're changing lives, right? You are helping people feel better. You are helping people lose fat. You are helping people have better relationships. You are helping people. But when you don't have that belief, you become this like very apologetic person and you feel like you're constantly, oh, I'm sorry the video is so long. Oh, I'm sorry there's so many steps. Oh, I'm sorry I have to get you added to a group. I literally do not have anybody ever tell me that they will not let me add them to SPR. And I think it's just like, I'm very like definitive about it. Like I'm gonna add you to a group and tag you in a video. But it's the belief behind it, right? We can say the same exact scripts, but if you add one word onto it, it says, can I... Uh, can I just tag you in a quick video or something like that? Like the word just kind of minimizes everything that you say after it. So little words that you use like that, when you apologize for things you shouldn't be apologizing for, when you use the word just, or um, uh, there's another word, I can't think of it right now, but it starts to minimize what you say and it diminishes your belief and it diminishes your confidence. Does that make sense? Excellent. I like it. Okay, cool. And so then it starts to affect your leadership and your team building, right? Your lack of belief. And I will say this with as much love as I can, but you'll never be able to give somebody the belief that they need to be successful in this business if you don't believe in yourself. Like the whole thing with leadership is you need to let people borrow your belief. So you got to have enough of it to hand out, right? So you got to believe in yourself so much that you have this belief to give to other people, right? They need you to believe when they don't. So with that belief, you becomes your ability to push and challenge people. So you guys can apply this to your customers now. And as your teams grow, because you're going to have huge teams, I know it, but good leadership, you push people, you challenge people, you know, you don't accept those, those silly, um, excuses, right? Now there are valid excuses and there are silly excuses. And it comes down to, you know, setting expectations, setting boundaries and challenging people to be better, right? Nobody on the zoom would be better if they weren't challenged to think about their, their selves differently, right? This training right now is challenging you because it's, it's forcing you to get really, really honest with yourself and really, really honest with your, with your beliefs, right? Does that make sense? So without belief, you won't challenge people. You won't set expectations. You won't set boundaries. You won't, you won't push people so they can't get better. And the way that you, it kind of all goes full circle, but the way that you set those boundaries, the way that you set those expectations, the way that you challenge people is by believing in them. And so giving them, them that belief to borrow, right? And so you'll also quit on people too early and accept their lame excuses, which I kind of already said, but when you don't believe you quit on people too early, you will allow people to waste your time. And this is something we just had a leadership training on this, but, um, it's boundary setting, right? When you believe 
you know your value. You know what you offer to this world. You know what your time is worth. And you know that people have to earn your time, right? If somebody can, if, it's like the assignment thing that, um, that Eric Worre talked about, right? Like when your upline gives you an assignment, if you don't do the assignment and then come back, like you haven't earned their time. They're telling you how to do something to move your business forward. If you don't do it, then you're telling them that you don't care about their time or you don't respect their time, right? And so this is something that a lot of, I'll, I'll also give it to you guys in perspective of your customers. I said this on the last Zoom, but how many of you guys are teaching people how to be keto even though they've never bought from you? How many of you guys turned into keto coaches and you answer all their keto diet questions although they've never bought a single thing from you? They don't respect your time. They don't respect your time. They can Google 99% of the questions that they ask you. And if they can't Google it, the information is in a simple proven results, right? And so leading your customers is the same as leadership, right? Showing your customers that they need to go back to simple proven results. They need to use their resources. They need to not ask you a bazillion questions if they're not going to buy anything, right? Once you buy something, there's an exchange, right? There's Money is just energy. So there's an energy exchange, right? Now you've earned my time. And that might sound cruel, but can you imagine if I keto coached every single person I added into SPR? That's like, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 ads. If I tried to keto coach every single one of them, first of all, I'm not keto. So that would be just a whole hot mess in its own. But second of all, like I would, I would never build a business. So how many of you guys are wasting time coaching people that, don't, that have not earned your time because you don't value your time because you don't believe in yourself, right? And so I'll take it back to inconsistency because I said this at the beginning, inconsistency stems from a lack of belief. You only stop taking action when you stop believing, right? So we talk, and this kind of goes hand in hand with self-sabotage, which is next, self-sabotage is basically when your thermometer for success starts to get too high and you're like, ooh, I don't deserve that. You start to self-sabotage yourself, which I told you guys, we did, a lot of people did at the beginning of this month. We knocked this month out of the park with a bang and then slowed down in the middle of the month because it's like, oh, well, I'm already halfway to my goal. I'm already halfway to rank two. I don't need to work for the rest of the month. Well, could you imagine if you had worked with that same um, desire and with that same passion throughout the whole entire month, maybe you would have smashed through rank two, rank three, rank four. But it's this belief that we have to go in a linear timeline. Oh, I have to do rank two and then rank three and then rank four and then rank five and then wait a while and then rank six and then wait a while and then, a, well, a long time and then rank seven, right? We have this belief that things have to be linear like that. But could you imagine if you had just plowed through it? right? But we self-sabotage ourselves because we reach that thermometer of success. And so how do you start building belief? You're like, all right, cool. You got, you got, you sold me. You sold me. I have a belief problem. Now what do I do? Well, it starts with loving yourself. And you're like, awesome. Impossible. It's not impossible. Number one. Uh, number two is that it starts from a place of loving yourself. And so the first thing that you have to do to start loving yourself is going to be forgiveness. And we've talked about this before, but I'll run through it again because there's a lot of new faces on here. The first person you have to forget, forgive is yourself. Forgive yourself for denying yourself. Forgive yourself for speaking meanly, meanly. Speaking illy to yourself. 
Forgive yourself for the nasty things that you say to yourself. You have to forgive yourself. Because if you, if somebody spoke to your child the way that you speak to yourself, you'd be really freaking pissed. I know some of you mama bears would not be out there like out for blood. I know you guys. <laughs> I don't have kids. And I, somebody speaks about my dog the way I speak about myself. I'd be like, oh, excuse me. I will kill you, allegedly, in my opinion. I heard that if you say that after, you can say basically anything you want. You're legally protected. Okay. Anyway, forgive yourself is the first thing, right? Once you forgive yourself, you can start to forgive others. A lot of the reason that we struggle with forgiving others is because we haven't forgiven ourselves, right? So maybe there's a trauma experience that you guys are thinking of um, that you need to forgive yourself for, I'm using quotation marks here, but allowing it to happen, right? Maybe you feel partially responsible for it. Um, I know a lot of times when we get out of traumatic, traumatic situations, we, the first thing that I know, the first thing that I said when I left Mitch, which was my five-year narcissistic relationship, the first thing I said was, why didn't I leave sooner? It wasn't, I'm proud of you for leaving. It wasn't, I'm proud of you for being strong enough. It wasn't, I'm proud of you. It wasn't, I'm so happy. It was, why didn't I leave sooner? It was literally immediately negative, right? I know a lot of you guys can relate to that. So I had to forgive myself for that first. The next step is forgiving other people, like I said, which is hard for a lot of people. It's hard for a lot of people, but forgiveness is for you. And so when you are carrying around all these negative emotions for other people, you do not leave room for love for yourself. So carrying around all these negative emotions, I remember um, I was in Louisville, Kentucky and Mel Robbins was speaking on stage and I remember she was pulling people up from the crowd and I was like turtle arming it like this. And I was like, mm, I need to go up there. I really need to talk to her. I need her to help me. I, I need her and I'm turtle arming it. So of course I didn't get called up there because you know, confidence always wins, but I was listening to her walking these people through their trauma up on stage. And so I was just applying it to the trauma that I wanted to talk to her about. And so I allowed it to break me down. Right but I didn't get that build up because I wasn't on stage getting a one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I walk out of this room with, uh, after, after getting, after the Mel Robbins training and we were going to lunch and I walk out of this room and I was like, I need Courtney Shepard and Jesse Lee. And everybody's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, my energy literally is so broken down right now. Like only those two people because their energy is so high would have helped balance me out. It like literally was that, but I remember standing in the middle of the street in Louisville, Kentucky, just staring and everybody's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I found Jesse Lee, long story short, I found Jesse Lee and I said to her, she was like, what is wrong with you? And I just had a mental breakdown literally in the middle of the street in Louisville, Kentucky. And I was like, why did my dad not want me? And she was like, what is that coming from? And I was like, why didn't he want me? Like the one man that was supposed to love me unconditionally didn't want me. Why didn't he want me? Why does he want this other family? Why, why, like, why me? I'm so angry. I was so pissed. I was just so angry and so raw in that moment. And she said to me, Sydney, aren't you so grateful for how he taught you how to love people? And at the time I wasn't prepared to hear that. I was like, no, not grateful. He's a pain in my butt. I hate him. Right. But a year later, I was open to that. And I heard it again on a podcast. And 
I really, really adopted it. And so once you move through forgiving people is when you move into the space of gratitude, right? You move into the space of gratitude and now you're able to love yourself and authentically be yourself, right? And so I moved into the space of gratitude where I am so grateful for the pain that my dad put me through because it taught me how to love people. You guys have heard me talk about this. I don't talk about my dad very often, but these private trainings are about it. Uh, I am so grateful for the pain that he put me through because I know how to love people better, right? And I literally wrote him a note, a letter that said, I'd never, I've never mailed it, ooh, that makes me pukey. But I wrote it for myself, right? I said, you know, I forgive you for hurting me. I forgive you for making me feel like I wasn't worthy. I forgive you for, you know, you know, uh, ultimately addiction was my choice, but that was a huge catalyst in it, right? that unworthiness from that experience was a huge catalyst. I forgive you for, you know, that catalyst into addiction. And I literally wished him well. And I said, I'm so grateful that you taught me how to love people. And I really, really hope that the new family that you built gives you everything you ever wanted. And I really mean that like from the bottom of my heart. And I tell you guys that story because there's somebody in your life right now that you're holding a lot of anger towards and they hurt you and it's okay. It's not okay that they hurt you, but it's okay that you feel hurt. It's okay that you're angry, but we need to move through it because you're holding negative feelings because of that experience and you're not allowing yourself to love yourself. And so you're lacking that belief. Does that make sense? Oh, I love tears. I see tears. Okay, cool. Um, so that's the first step in, in giving yourself space to love yourself, right? Now, the next thing is you can do a pattern interruption when you start to tell yourself red light stories. So a pattern interruption is literally just catching yourself and redirecting the thought, right? Like when you start telling yourself a red light story, can you catch it and then redirect it? When you start to say, you know, I'm a terrible leader, maybe at first saying I'm, a, an, I'm, a, I'm an amazing leader doesn't feel authentic to you. So maybe you say, I'm a leader that is learning grace and I don't know, grace and what else do we want in leadership? Grace and emotional intelligence, right? Like I am a leader that is striving for grace and emotional intelligence. That's not great, but it's better than I'm not, I'm a terrible leader, right? But if things don't feel authentic to you yet, you can kind of do stepping stones, but use these red light stories, try to catch yourself and try to redirect to green light stories and think if my life literally started today and went into the future. Why would I think that I'm a terrible leader? Nothing would tell me I'm a terrible leader because I don't have any experience that tells me otherwise, right? So you can start that belief system of saying I'm a great leader. Then the next thing that you can do to start, um, to start loving yourself more is every single time you catch yourself doing a red light, a red light story, or every single time that you catch yourself uh, being jealous of somebody else, um, or every time that you catch yourself just being ungrateful, I want you to write down three things you love about yourself. It's gonna be uncomfortable. It can be something as silly as I love my right eyebrow shape. It can be as deep as I love my heart, right? I love that I'm a great friend. I love that I am always a good ear to listen to people. Whatever it is, write down three things every single time and they have to be different every single time. Do that for 30 days and I swear to you, you will be like, wow, I'm amazing. 
Okay, I can't make that promise. That was a bold promise, but like, it'll be better. Okay, it'll be better for sure. I can't make bold promises like that. Y'all come back and, uh, in my opinion, allegedly, it'll be way better, okay? But you have to commit to it, okay? And then the next thing is uh, to stop creating stories from the past, which is kind of what I already said, but start creating stories from the future. Every time you start telling yourself a story, literally say to myself, why do I believe this? If I was born today, would I believe this? No, it was taught, it was learned. Sorry, keto up is bubbly. Uh, it was taught, it was learned. It was something that I, that I don't actually believe, right? That, or maybe you do believe it right now, but like it was, it was taught. It's not ingrained in my brain. So stop creating stories from the past, start creating stories from the future. And then the last thing is if you can't create stories for yourself, model somebody else. You guys, I know every single one of you, well, at least 99.9% .9 of you look up to Jesse Lee. So if you can't create the story for yourself yet, you've already seen it happen for her. Why can't that be you? And again, when I, when I asked that question, if you were born today, why can't that be you? If you only knew what you knew from this training, why can't that be you? Right? So if you can't create stories for yourself, just model them off of somebody else's, right? So Jesse Lee was not a great leader when she started in 2008, circa 2008, right? She was not a great leader. She was a dictator, okay? but she grew. So you can literally watch her leadership grow. Even over the last three years, for those of you that have been around for three years, you can watch her leadership grow. For those of you that have been around for one year, you can watch my leadership grow. I know y'all know that, right? Like you can model your story that of what you want, of what you believe off of somebody else's story. Just put yourself, and I've done that for a really long time. I'm not, this is a really good tip for people that are not visual. Like I'm not a visual learner or I'm not a, a visualizer. I'm a thinker. And so unless I've seen it, I can't picture it. So like, I can't picture, I can't create my dream home without seeing like 9,700 Pinterest boards and 62 Zillow, Zillow listings and like all kinds. I can't, I can't do it. So I know a lot of you guys on here are like that as well. So if you are not a visual person, if you can't visual, visualize your ideal life, look at somebody who has your ideal relationship. Look at somebody who has your ideal business. Look at somebody who has your ideal bank account. Look at somebody who has your ideal emotional intelligence and just start pretend, like literally put yourself in their shoes. Start imagining yourself in their life. I literally imagine myself walking around Jessie Lee's house and living in her house because her house is like perfection for my ideal house, right? So I literally, I can't picture it. So I literally visualize myself in her life, right? Does that make sense? All right, cool. So I hope that you guys gain value from this and I hope that you guys enjoy.